you're able to view it and in a perspective that that is um, that is balanced. You don't get overtaken by this aspect of yourself. You you find the the humor and the love for all kind of facets of your personality and your spiritual being as we are incarnated right now in the here and now and goodness me there's so many bits inside us that actually I think one of our our jobs is to weave ourselves together to be able to congruently flow in in the world you got to accentuate the positive wow I feel good a little bit of feel good goes a long way Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. Hello and welcome to another hour accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain. I'm a teacher of deliberate creation, a channel and a medium, channeling wisdom from my guides and broader perspective whom I've called blissful beings. On Accentuate the Positive, you'll hear conversations with open hearts and inspired minds. It's my intent to put more love out through our media. It's so important to have a media diet that uplifts you, empowers you, and reminds you of who you really are, instead of a lot of the media that we get that puts you in fear. So this is why I present the show. I've got some wonderful guests lined up for you. Please subscribe and support positive media you can stay up to date with the show on accentuate the positive radio with karen swain on facebook or go to karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there oh hello hello welcome into actually our first zoom meeting here it's myself clara polo and karen swain from soul traveler radio but we actually have our own projects going on in fact our own business is happening and we thought you might be interested to find out a little bit more about who we are and what we get up to behind the scenes of soul traveler radio as well so karen what is it you do apart from accentuate the positive hi guys yeah this is karen here i know we're going to have a chat. We're going to have a chat about each other. Here we are, the Soul Traveller Radio gals. We've got the show. So Clara's show is Chi Time and my show is Accentuate the Positive. But both of us are conscious teachers and channels and people, gurus, people, egos connected the source <laughs> that help people find their connection to their own source. So we thought this was a great opportunity to have a chat with you and uh, talk about what we do. What do I do when I'm not doing the radio show? Actually, yeah. I, I'm connected to a group of beings that I call blissful beings. They're my higher self, my broader perspective, my connection to source, whatever you want to call it, my guides. Mm. And um, they actually love to talk to me. And so when I am not doing the show, actually, I use them to do the shows because I never, really? ever, ever write down a question, ever. In fact, I've just set a show mm-hmm. with a healer and often people and teachers and healers say, you know, look, on my website are all the questions you can ask me and I don't want to look at the question because I want the questions to be inspired in the moment. 
So they're inspired. Yeah. So they're inspired from my ego's perspective, my little curious mind that wants to ask Mm. people a million questions. And also they're inspired from my broader perspective that has a broader view and knows who's going to actually watch the show. And they actually know the questions that those people ask before I ask the question. Do you know what I mean? Like that broader... I, I do, I do. It's just very interesting because I will research my um, guests because I'm fascinated to learn, really. I sort of stepped into this game of, of chi time because I was so intrigued by the the wealth of um, of information coming through the, the change makers and the thought leaders that are around our circuit at the moment. And so I would avidly read their books. I'd be making notes in the side. I'd be, you know, lapping it up and enjoying it and really needing this, this nourishment. And in a way, that was um, that gave me the freedom. Then, when it came to the interview, it was like, yeah, maybe I had a few key questions. I'm still quite new at all of this. She says five years on, I still quite feel quite new at all of this. And um, you know, because you worry if I'm going to dry up, you've got to have a key question. But I would find, having done all that research and having almost embodied the information to the extent that I could at the time, when the interview came. You're right, it was in the moment. It was with the chi of the moment, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. Yeah, look, you know, life is in the moment. We don't rehearse life. And, you know, when you meet someone fascinating, you just have this brilliant conversation and, and they're rarely recorded. And that's what I wanted my show to be like. I wanted my show to be just like that conversation I would have with them as two teachers, as two spiritual you know, investigators, ex- conscious explorers, you know, egos, trying to remember the journey back home, meeting each other and sharing knowledge. And, um, yeah, and I think that you do that. You're, you're actually brilliant at what you do, Claire. I've listened to lots of your shows and I love listening to you too. And you know what you Thank do you. that I always forget to do? I get so engaged with the guest. I actually forget that there are people listening. And what I love about you, you're always talking to the audience. You know, you're always saying, oh, you know, the listeners this and the listeners that. And I actually forget to do that a lot because I get so caught up with the guests that I forget to actually engage the audience. Hi, guys. Yeah, but, but, you, but you do. I think you engage the audience because you have such um, a connection with your guests and that's going to keep them, you know, um, engaged. listening. Yeah, like they're like curious. their voyeurism, you know, they're, they're sort of yeah. on on our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring back, um, just because you've mentioned the word ego a, f- a few times and you've mentioned it in a very positive light, I feel, because I think ego yeah. gets a, a, a bad name. It's like bad anything ego, e- egotistical, which is what isn't so great, but actually the ego when we're incarnated is a very important part of us being able to function in society. absolutely absolutely god yeah i mean the ego is why we're here because look here we are we're all masters you know everyone talks about the ascended masters and you and i have the same perspective you know the guru is within we're all gurus right we're all enlightened beings when we're in our non-physical perspective we've got all the answers so the ego is that part of us that gives us that disconnections disconnections are too strong a word but that but that limited perspective of who we are. And then from that limited perspective, we journey through life, you know, rediscovering who we are. And so that egoic part of us is such a brilliant part of us, you know. Like I always talk about my little egoic mind like a, you know, like a little, the little personality that is me, you know. I love her. She's curious. She's feisty. She's argumentative. She's... (laughs) 
Yeah, she's good fun to be around. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, she drives me crazy too because, you know, when she's in her doubt and going, oh, why me, poor me, you know, it's torturous. But she's curious and, uh, and inquisitive and investigative. I love the egoic part of me, you know. It's just like that little, I don't know, like the ch- inner child, that, that aspect of me, the one that forgets and then I get very connected to the one that remembers and, uh-huh. That's it. So you're able to you're able to view it and in a perspective that that is um, that is balanced. You don't get overtaken by this aspect of yourself. You you find the the humor and the love for all kind of um, facets of your personality and your spiritual being as we are incarnated right now in the here and now. And goodness me, there's so many bits inside us that actually I think one of our, our jobs is to weave ourselves together to be able to congruently flow in, in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, you know, you say you don't get overtaken. Yeah, I think we all get overtaken by the ego. <laughs> especially when we're do. doing our drama, yeah. you know, when we're doing our drama, we get completely overtaken, like we completely forget the broader perspective, the, the higher mind. You know, the joy of the ride is in that forgetting and then in that remembering. Like the challenge of it all is in when you're in that place of forgetting, it's to find that place of remembering. I mean, that's the whole challenge of life. That's why we come. That's why we're here. So when you're in your drama and you're doing drama, it's that can I shift my perspective? Can I shift? Can I shift? Can I remember who I really am? Can I remember the broader knowing? Can I remember the well-being? Can I see the well-being? Can I be in the gift? Can I find the appreciation? Can I find the love again? Oh, darling, it's all too fabulous, you know. It is. I think this is just coming back into remembering. That's the idea of dropping back, coming into meditation practice. And and listeners or viewers here may or may not be aware that I've been practicing Qigong for like, feels like hundreds of years. It's actually only 20 in this incarnation. And I've been sharing many other people as well and so I've been calling myself a teacher and that's always been a bit weird because I feel like it's um I'm more of, of a facilitator for other people to have their own experiences so that they can drop back into their true being and be able to see the perspective and the number of times I've had reports back from people even after the first session where they've said I recognize this I recognize this way of being with myself thank you and it's like, yeah, exactly. So over the years, I've kind of reformed how I teach because I also do a teacher training program. And there's no other word for it, really. Uh, I'm sharing Qigong, which is what I do, and meditation and Reiki. And, um, yeah, but and it's interesting, Clara, you know, because like you call yourself a teacher of Qigong. And as I understand Qigong, it's like a sort of like a movement exercise. But then when you're speaking to your guests for instance you use the word chi a lot you know the chi the energy I mean it's even the energy of the thought you know the remembering that's the chi too it's it's not necessarily involved in the movement it's like it's the chi of the movement of the energy which is like the movement of thought the movement of emotion yes interesting I think that you're much more than a teacher of Qigong I think because I think people probably like me see Qigong as just a movement sort of exercise rather than a way to live your life like a movement of energy within your consciousness yeah that's a very interesting reflection thank you for that because indeed when we 
watch somebody doing qigong we see movement mm. and of course movement and flow is part of what happens but there's a whole internal alchemy aspect to it where you're listening to your system you're watching where the flows are in, in your body you're intending your dantian to gather the chi and so that no one else can see only you can experience that so an outsider is not going to notice that but you're absolutely right to um, observe that she is in everything. She's in the conversation we ha we're having now. And mm -hmm. I think we all take she for granted, like we take the air for granted, because mm -hmm. usually we're able to um, notice something because we know what its opposite is. So we know about night because of day and all of sleep and, yeah. and, and awakefulness. But with she, what's the opposite of she? Yeah, good question. It's, well, it's it sort of have an opposite. It doesn't have an opposite. Well, it doesn't because en energy just, um, you can't destroy energy, can you? Yeah. Dear old I Einstein yeah. reminded us it just transforms into a different arena. Hence why when we physically die, our consciousness then gets transformed into our spiritual life. So, um, yeah, this is why chi is completely fascinating to me. I don't mind how you spell it. If you spell it with a QI, you'll, you'll pronounce it key. And then I play with those words and call them chi key words, just because I think it's important to keep the chi light, to keep, a, to keep fun in the profundity, you know. I think that's why humor will always come through what I do. And so we don't get too earnest and stodgy in it. We are playful and we're light with the approach that we have in the depth of um, listening to our being. Mm. Yeah, totally. Wow. So I was thinking, I was, I was talking about that um, going, you know, the, the, the chi of ascension up into, into spirit. And that's the arena that you really connect with, with your channeling and um, the different guides that you have. And I remember when we were doing the Prince uh, oh, tribute yeah, yeah. show yeah. and you were talking about, I'll get someone into channel Prince. And, I was, and, she, and then dear Karen would say, I could do it myself, but my ego is telling me that I probably shouldn't let myself do it. And then you did, and it was gorgeous. It was just gorgeous what came through when you connected with that incredible spirit man. Yeah. You know, but, you well, here's the thing. Like, celebrity is such a big idea on our planet, connecting with celebrity. And whether you connect with a celebrity in their physical form or their spiritual form, it's just something that I don't kind of, buy into the whole celebrity thing. I just think that we're, you know, it's the same with the whole guru thing or the ascended masters thing or the whole specialness of some and not the other. I don't buy that, you know, like we're all special. We're all yes. one, you know, like whether you're oh, we're all or Mary or Jesus or my mate, my dude, my friend, my bro, Sananda or Christ or Yeshua or Jesus or whatever you want to call him you know, not from the Christian perspective, but from the broader perspective, he said it, you too can be all I am and all I can do. It's just your connection to your source. We're all one. So I don't really do the whole celebrity thing. That's why I didn't want to channel Prince. But he was very chatty after he left. So was David <laughs> Bowie. And so was Wayne Dyer. I was having to with Wayne Dyer. He was fabulous. He was so, I tell you what, connecting to Wayne from oh, he was a he was a joy to behold in the body and mm. and just as joyous maybe more I don't know but so joyous to connect to 
as his spirit. And, you know, there's just no such thing as death. Like death is a total illusion. Like this game of life that we play called ego and personality and you and me and separateness and boy and girl and the play of opposites, death is all part of the game. It's all just a rule in the game. It's not the truth of who we are. And this is one of the messages that, you know, my guides tend to harp on about through me. As I get older, this whole death thing just starts to look like such a joke. I remember Abraham Hicks saying, at some point you're just going to get up and leave the theatre, you know, like you're watching the movie. And at some point you're going to get up and leave the theatre. But it's been said many times, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just in the room next door. Yes. It's something that we tend to as humans get very distressed at the idea that we uh, cease to exist or that we end or that we leave or go away somewhere. Mm. Mm. I'm getting the feeling that when you were talking about how we're all one and we can all do this, yeah. and there'll be people listening, uh, watching here that go, yeah, I can really feel that. And there'll be other people say, who, who am I to think that I, I can do that? Because yeah. we are all special. We all have that, that spark of, um, of consciousness within, a, within us. So what is it? that gets in the way. And this is where the the Qigong that I share helps people to unwind because it tends to be layers, layers of nurture, nature, the um, things that you've learned, the bad habits, or just we call them habits because they were probably useful once, you know. All these layers, we don't know how to get rid of them. We don't know how to unwind them. And yet our system can let us do that when we are less stressed when we're less anxious when we're more in the back of ourselves when we are more present in our hearts that natural letting go is part of who we really are and when you step into your qigong practice that can allow that natural process to unwind you which keeps you clearer which enables you to be clearer and fresher for the inspiration of your spiritual nature to breathe its plateau onto the planet yeah so that's my take on it. I think we've got layers of mush. You know, a lot of people use the layers of the onion a lot, don't they, for um, the, the peeling off, the revealing yourself. And you know, and that, that's a vulnerable exercise. That's not easy to do. So it's good to be around like-hearted people that can support you in that act until you get used to the feeling of the true you and the connection to the ancestors and the, the spiritual guides and everything. Yeah. As I get older and think about my own journey... You know when you go and you see like a teacher or a guru or something and you're like letting go of your subconscious beliefs or old barrier, you know, this letting go process and it feels very effortful, you know, like there's, there's like this, there's this action journey. And when I look back at what's been happening in my life, it's just been this gentle, gradual unfolding. And the way that it's happened, it's not been through any course I did or any guru I went to or any healer I went to, but it's through knowledge. It's through remembering. And and like you said at the beginning of this, you know, I read these books and I'm fascinated about the knowledge and I wanted to interview people. It's that. It's like listening to shows like yours and mine, listening to teachers, listening to people's journeys, their own stories that just gradually reminds you and there's just this unfolding like this it's not even appealing it's just this gentle unfolding unraveling unraveling and this remembering and as you remember these 
ideas, this remembering just becomes more established in you. And the ideas just fall away because you you just connect with your knowing. Yeah, and you're absolutely on it, Corin. What a star. (laughs) When you do connect with what is your truth, what is your real you, all the crud just drops away because it's not actually in alignment with the, the you so there's the letting go and and you're right sometimes letting go can feel like it's hard work when you come to my sessions it's really easy you lie down on the ground and I talk you through a superb way of just connecting with mother earth and you just go be as lazy as you can peeps you know and, and a lot of that is that that's unwinding into the real you that actually wants to feel quite lazy sometimes and needs to and from that from that unwinding comes the unfurling. I love that. I think that's lovely. And then the truth and then the alignment. And so right, yeah. And nothing can stick to you. Once you know, once you've had that experience for yourself, you don't need anyone else to tell you what's right or wrong. You've got that, that inner guidance system, haven't you, that you refer back to. You'll read a book, you'll watch a movie, you'll go to a talk or a lecture, and you'll bring it back into your discernment. How did that sit for me? How does that feel for oh me? Oh my God. Your connection with your inner guru, isn't it? Oh my God. You are totally talking about what just happened, what unfolded today. So I started writing this article, channeling for a better word, this article, like being inspired from my broader perspective about being discerning when watching a channeler. Because like you, the little, the little ego perspective of me, the little curious mind, I love watching other teachers. You know, I was thinking about it today. It's like a musician or a singer who sings beautiful music but they also love watching other people sing their music. Like that's how I feel as a teacher. I teach and I sing my music, but I love watching other people sing their music. And hence I talk to them on the show, right? And I I just finished this article. I was thinking, am I going to finish this article today or am I going to, you know, maybe tweak it a bit tomorrow? Because sometimes I read back the article and I'm always shocked when I read it back at how succinct it is because I always think that I'm a dreadful writer, right? But then it's not me writing it, you know what I mean? But there, mm. you know, you do have to get the punctuation right and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it was just about discernment and being discerning when listening to a channel. That was what the whole article was about. It's thought, how do I know if the, the channeled information is real or good for me or whatever? Because a lot of channels, you know, have ego in the way and they're telling you from this broader perspective to do this stuff, you know, and people are listening to them like, oh, they're channeling this higher consciousness, so I better do this stuff. So it can get a bit confusing. Like Mm. I was watching a brilliant channel online recently and when I watched her earlier stuff, it really resonated with me. And when I listened to her later stuff, it just didn't resonate. When I say later, like I was listening to her like maybe in 2007 and she was Mm. saying some great things and then listening to her like this year, and I was thinking, what happened to this channel? Yeah. Ego seems to be it's the dominant good. aspect of this. So, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, you know, when people are listening to these really prominent channels who have been around for a long time and they have a really established name, how do you discern whether what they're saying is right? So I wrote this article about discernment and it's exactly what you said. It's like well, when good. you know yourself, when you know your inner being, when you know your knowing, when you're connected to your own knowing, you know what's right for you, no matter who's saying it. Yeah, so you've got that. It's so it. Yeah, and there's a teacher, which I have to keep using this word teacher, when when students or participants will ask a question and want your opinion, our responsibility is to enable them to find their own answers. Because if you give them your thought on it, 
they'll go, oh, my teacher told me this and therefore I'm going to run with it. Instead of the responsibility we have is to encourage them to find their own answers. And then it's like, well, what questions do you ask them to help to guide them towards their own answers? And so it becomes more of an unfolding and unfurling into their discernment because their or our experience of self um, is only ours. We don't need external um, qualification, which is why this whole science spirituality thing is quite interesting at the moment because um, we've always, a lot of people look to science to prove things because they don't understand their own connection or it's been um, taken away from them. Uh, don't believe in yourself because you're not worthy and all that. Yeah, exactly. Outside exactly. Like, truth. Yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing like, is reincarnation true or what does science say about it? You know, is life after death true? Well, let, let's look to science to see if I can believe that. But, you know, it's so interesting. When I was a kid, I never asked those questions. Like, I totally was up for, like, reincarnation and life after that. It was just it was just totally a part of my knowing. I didn't need some scientific book to prove it to me. And when my auntie said she went to a, a psychic and she was talking to dead people, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, there was no doubt in me that that was possible when I was a kid, you know. Like, exactly I, I was right. totally connected to my knowing. And um, there you go. That was yeah. it. And let's let's not let's not um, diss science completely. Obviously, there are aspects of science that are very very useful, but it can't prove everything. Oh, that, yeah. that science is trying to catch up with the chi of the moment. If we're going back into that again. That the the energy of the now moment that is all around the world at the moment. I love all this playing with the now. That science catches up trying trying to, and it, it it will get there in its own way. But we don't always need that. We need to be able to trust ourselves and to grow in that trust and to be around other people that trust themselves so that where do we go as, as spiritual beings having our human experience as a collective, as a community? You know, we've got a major project on at the moment, haven't we, with what's happening in, in the world. And uh, this call to community and heart-centered um, ways of being, it it's just feels so right to me. And I know it does to you as well, which is why we do what we do. And anything that can help to um i was going to use the word cement but that feels a bit too luddite co-join those the chi of all the like-hearted people that are coming together that that will create a bigger something that's going to be more the sum of the individual parts which i think is very exciting totally you know what the future you know unfolds but yeah, we are we are in exciting, tumultuous times. Tumultuous. I mean, you know, for a minute I turned the news on tonight, and that was a mistake because, like, yeah, no, the world the world is just in chaos. Like, here we are at the end of August two thousand sixteen as we're filming this, and mm. I turned the news on, and from you know I turned the television on, and the world is just in chaos. So we are in tumultuous times. Mm. But you say that, Karen. That is what's projected through the media actually we are yeah. at the best we've ever been as a civilization it's incredible what we have and you know i think there's some t- statistics saying there are less um people involved in war than ever have been but what is put through the media i think it's talking more about natural disaster i don't know if it's the media oh. reporting more natural disaster but you know there was yeah, this massive that. there was this massive earthquake in italy and the you know there just seems to be this this constant natural and there's a huge flood in the states and, and i like just I'm, i oh, guess okay. i'm talking natural disaster and okay, you, know, the yeah. mother, you know gaia mother has said mm. 
that if you guys don't get your shit together, <laughs> you guys, you're out here. And well, I'm going to kick you off. And, sure. you know, like we, yeah, mm-hmm, we're doing some pretty crazy things to our planet and to our mother, you know, to the thing that feeds us and houses us and nurtures us. So, uh, and then there are amazing people like planting trees and yeah. I was active in India and you're off to Indonesia soon to create some more homes and uh, houses. Yeah. yeah. And, and so there's a lot of really good stuff going on and that tends to go on quietly. It doesn't, because it's not, it's not a big drama. It's just people taking care of people. I love that. I really love that. That is so true. People good on doing your bit. People taking care of business. And, you know, that's exactly why I started the show because when I realised how powerful media is for projecting and imprinting beliefs and messages and ideas and paradigms, I thought the media that we get is so negatively based that we need to have more positive media out there. And so that's why I started Accentuate the Positive, right? But um, it goes a little bit further than Accentuating the Positive. It goes, I think well, it is, maybe we're, <laughs> we're talking aliens, channels, dead people, other dimensions, you know, you name it, we're there. It's fantastic. But listen, I want to ask you, okay. you know, you've been doing this for five years, you said. Yeah. Who has been one of your favourites that you've interviewed? Oh, how can you ask me that? I love them. Oh, (laughs) different reasons. Well, actually, interestingly, one of the people that has come through time and again and has been really there as an underpinning support is also part of my my Qigong training, and that is Barefoot Doctor. And he was, I'm not going to say he's the reason why I started Qi Time, but when I named it Qi Time, I did think there's a connection with the Barefoot Doctor and what he does because he... His way of teaching the Taoist tenets that have um, that underpin our world has come through all my Qigong training, and then he would write about it with the psychology, and I'd find all that really fascinating too. And so to be able to interview him on my show, and I think he was my second guest on Qi Time when I used to be on community radio, and I think I bought a new microphone, and I met him in a hotel in Bournemouth, and he was at a positive living group. And he just did this sort of spiel. And I thought, mm, I want to have more conversations. I don't want to just have people talking into my mic. So yeah. over the years, as he's come back in, and I've got to know him as well, um, we've been able to have these really much more interesting discussions. The last one was on the power of kindness. And I think yeah. we're really getting somewhere now with some of the, the topics that, that people find fascinating and useful. And then and he will always suggest very simple, easily accessible methods of being able to manage yourself. And his work has underpinned me and what I do. And now being able to share with the, with the global community as well, I think is great. So I'm going to have to say Barefoot Steve and Dr. Russell. And what about you, Karen? I'm going to bat that, uh, that question over to you. Who has been your most favourite guest? I have your- a couple of favourites, but I think the outstanding favourite, and I talk about him all the time, is Garnet Schulhauser. I just found his story fascinating and his books absolutely mind-blowingly fascinating. So he contacted me, he found me and sent me an email and said, this is my story. And I read it and I went, wow, this guy's fascinating. What was so fascinating about him was he was a corporate button-down, pin-down, conservative corporate lawyer for about 40-odd years. He was in his mid to late 50s when he was walking down the street and a homeless man jumped out in front of him 
and stared into his eyes, you know, and just downloaded this love and light and then said to him, why are you here? And then disappeared. And he ended up finding him the next day sitting on a park bench and and, uh, engaged in a conversation. Turns out that this guy's his spirit guide who manifested in what looked like a physical form and going back to science, I mean, science quantum says that, you know, nothing is really physical because inside what we perceive as physical is more space than anything. Like inside an atom, there is just all this. So we're actually just energy vibrating, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how this happened, but this guy manifested in a form that to Garnet looked and felt physical and yet nobody else could see him. Like, how does that happen? I mean, can science explain that? Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Not not yet. (laughs) Without saying Garnet's just off his rocker. And then he stopped, you know, manifesting physically and just started talking to him telepathically. I asked him why he did that. And he said, well, because if he just turned up in my head, I just would have thought for sure I was completely nuts. You know, some voices talking in my head. And then he took him out of his physical body into his astral body at night and took him flying around the universe to all these different forms of consciousness and dimensions. And actually he explored our planet and took him to um, different places on the planet where degradation is happening, where good things are happening, like just flew him around the park. And it's just fascinating. Like it's just fascinating. And this is just, you know, kindness is something I can do. Chi is something I can do. Channeling is something I can do. All that. But I can't do that. Like that's why he fascinates me. It's like maybe I can do it, but I don't remember. But it's just I found him fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Well, I think it would be rather fascinating for us to do this again. I know we're nearly at the end of this um, episode of Accentuate the Chi Time Positive. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Accentuate the Chi Time. Accentuate the Chi Time. Yeah, okay. That's better, yeah. Um, and I'd just like to say, and when I came across Accentuate the Positive, the, you call it um, the ATP. Maybe some of you biologists out there understand that ATP is adenosine triphosphate, which is the powering up of your cells. So I really love that you sort of did that and you're calling it that. And it's all relating to the chi of energy. So bravo, (laughs) Karen. I like the way you put all that in there. (laughs) What is it? What what, what, phosphate? What? How, how How does it go? Adenosine triphosphate. Adenosine triphosphate, ATP. Well, there you go. ATP, the way to be with your she, with you and me. (laughs) High five. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else I love about this? I've been thinking about Soul Traveller too. I love that you're in the UK and I'm in Australia. I'm not in the UK. Oh, we're not at the moment, but you're in Austria. I love that you're in Europe. Let me say Europe. Like, let's talk continents, and I'm in Australasia. I, I just love that we're on the other side of the planet, you know, and we're yeah. doing the same thing. And, and, I, and I love the way Soul Traveller is bringing that together. Like, I really see Soul Traveller Radio as this place that brings people from all over the world who have a message, who have something to share, both with their music and with their wisdom you're bringing so many teachers in I'm bringing so many teachers in and there's so many musicians it's this beautiful combination of these people all over the world it's really magical and that as we were saying earlier this is this whole part of us really weaving the um 
the consolidation of our heart-centered communities and all their wonderful creative facets. And, yeah. and I'm great, very grateful to Shane Lott and Soul Traveller Radio for giving me the opportunity of getting to know you. So we've had a lot yeah. of fun over the years, haven't we? Yeah, really good. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I thank you for your technical pr- prowess as well, because Karen <laughs> does a lot of production behind the scenes. And she's brilliant and she's taught me a lot. So, yeah, big up. Thank you. And, you know, the music. Can't, you can't ignore the music. How cool is the music? Oh, I know, really. Yeah. What's your favourite song? Let's inject a couple of good oh, songs. We will. We, let, let's, let's play a few tracks. Let's see how we go. Shall we? Go with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow. So, look, yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been a complete pleasure here in my sunny retreat in Austria. I'll be back in the UK next week. I'll be there for like three weeks, catching some interviews with Gnostic philosopher Tim Freak and the gorgeous Rise Sister Rise lady, Rebecca Campbell, and loads more in, in, the, in the offing. I'm sure you've got some fantastic guests lined up on Accenture Positive, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've, yeah, I've got a few guests lined up. Well, that's another lovely thing that we can do is encourage our guests to really connect um, spiritually with our listeners that, you know, for instance, at the end of the last show, Stephen talks us through a little meadow connection that we're all flowers in the the meadow. And I really like that, the power of us all tuning in to the same heart-centred gorgeousness at the same time is just must be like the nourishment for the, for the earth and the beings on it. So great when we can get that happening on our shows. Cool. All right, honey, what? All right, then let's do this again. And um, yeah, blessings to you as well. It's been top fun. Your evening, my daytime, um, yeah, all around the world. To all of you out there, thank you so much for watching and listening. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me for another hour accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. I hope you enjoyed Clara Apollo and myself, Karen Swain's little chat that we had about who we are, what we do on our shows. And if you have something you'd like to share with us, please go to Soul Traveller Radio on the Facebook page and connect with us there or accentuate the positive with Karen Swain on Facebook. You can connect with me there or Chi Time with Clara Apollo. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to know more about me, go to karenswain.com, K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N. There's heaps on the website to see. Thanks again. Bye for now.